This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. All right, let's get it moving. Who's excited? Halfway point, data points. Lots of bad things happening to my team, which is always good for entertainment value. Boomer, how are you, my man? I'm doing great, Mike. And uh, you had a winning record last week, I see, on our, our our worst week ever when it came to gambling in terms of the games and the way that they were played out. But you did a we good job. We navigated. Yeah. We navigated. We yeah. made it through. Um, so, listen, here's how I want to do this this week. I have – I am utterly fascinated with the AFC. So, we're going to ask for the rundown here. And we're going to do this a little different because I want to get some of the premium teams to the top of the list. We'll get into the tragedy that is my New York Giants. And I think maybe one of the best feel-good stories in the league. So I'm going to try to have some positives in there for you. We are <laughs> not going like to go it. down a sinkhole here. Um, let's do the rundown. The NFL Rundown. All right, Booms. So I'm obsessed. The, the AFC is my beautiful obsession. I just think it is fascinating it's so high quality and every week you're trying to figure it all out so i'm going to ask you a question about each of these division leaders you got you it. need to tell me what is is it true or false or or what's more true all right so example chiefs coming off the win against miami it is now official the kansas city chiefs are a defensive football team uh, true they are a top five defense uh, statistically and you can just see it when you watch them uh, just how uh, difficult they are to play against. And they know, by the way, they know just how great their quarterback is so they can take chances. Yep. Steve Spagnolo can blitz when he wants. He knows that he can come back in any game that they play. Uh, they, It's different. You know, you have this great quarterback. He has average wide receivers around him. He's got a great tight end, of course, a really good offensive line. They can run the ball effectively if they need to. They're just not the high-flying, greatest show on turf that they were when Tyreek Hill was there. So I think this is the best of both worlds for Andy Reid. He's got the best quarterback in the league, and he's got a top-five defense, which means they have the odds-on favorite of going back to the Super Bowl for the AFC. So one note, when Mahomes continues in the postgame to say, look, I promise we're going to get this offense right, we're going to get it figured out. Okay, whether he does or doesn't, not, not where I'm going with this. In your mind, what would, quote, fix it? What would make it right as you watch? Well, I think everybody wants to see that 35 for 40 game, 350 yards and five touchdowns. That's what we all expect. You know, if you have Patrick or Travis Kelsey or uh, Kadarius Tony on your fantasy team, I don't know why you would have mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, but if you had those guys on no, your fantasy please, God, team, no. you want to see big points being put up. And, 
you know, they're playing well. I mean, it's not not that they're not, but what they really are missing. I mean, Tyree Kill changes the game and the landscape of the game so significantly that when you take them off the field, they can win a Super Bowl without them as they did. But the fact of the matter is uh, you're looking at a guy that changes the game dramatically. And it's one of the reasons why Miami is so good, especially when they play at home. But uh, I, I just think we, we have unreali- unrealistic expectations sometimes. He is the best quarterback in the league. He can win a game basically by himself. He can come back in, from any deficit, no matter who he's on the field with, and that's what makes him truly a Hall of Fame-type quarterback. So uh, my, my realistic expectations for them are to either be playing in Baltimore or Baltimore visiting them for the AFC Championship game as we sit here right now. Yeah, and we'll get to Baltimore in a second. I want to ask you about the other half of the game last weekend in the AFC East. The Dolphins, 6-0 and against teams that are under five hundred. 0-3 against teams that are over 500, which is more true of who they are? Because at a, at a point, Boomer, you do have to beat someone with a pulse. Yeah, and also they're different at home than they are on the road, or in this case, over in Frankfurt, Germany. They actually played a much better second half. It looked like they were sleepwalking in the first half, and of course, Tyree Kill fumbles the ball. It's lateraled, and you know they score a touchdown. The Chiefs do twenty-one nothing, and then do nothing in the second half. By the way, the Chiefs did very little in the second half offensively. And Miami yeah. had a chance to tie the game on the last drive of the game, and their last four plays from offense were just abysmal. Three uh, in- incompletions and, of course, that fumble snap. So uh, I think they're a good team at home. The good news for them, Mike, is four out of their last five games are in their building. And I always look uh, ahead on the schedule. You never know who uh, uh, or what kind of condition a team's going to be when you play them. But I do know that when I look yeah. at strength of schedule and I look at who you're playing and where you're playing them – Miami's in decent shape to win the AFC East. Yeah, and I've always – you know what's funny? And I I don't know if it's accurate or not. It's just in my mind it's always been this way. I've always treated Miami like a dome team, that they have to have home field in order to flourish, that they're just never going to – I will never live long enough to see them go to a Baltimore or go to a Buffalo or go to an Arrowhead in late January and win. I treat them like an indoor team, like the old Colts. You just felt like, hey, they got to get home field if they're going to do this. Ravens, you brought it up. And, and Boomer, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. Lamar has defied my expectations. I think Monken, this has been a master stroke by that organization. Here's the question. Are they the most consistent organization that gets the least amount of pub? I think All so. All they do is win. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, they have one of the best coaches, maybe the third best coach in the league behind Belichick, Andy Reid, and, of course, John Harbaugh I'm talking about. Uh, they have all the attributes of a Super Bowl, uh, you know, headed team. And what I really look at is the quarterback and how effective he's been. And, you know, you and I have questioned Lamar over the past, and we questioned whether or not he should have played in the pr- a playoff game last year against Cincinnati. Well, he got his contract this year, and all he is doing is doing what some uh, one other quarterback has done in his career. And that quarterback not only won the season MVP, he also won the Super Bowl MVP. And I'm talking about the great Steve Young. So what Lamar's in the midst of doing right now is completing the, the highest percentage of passes by any quarterback in the league and also leading the league mm-hmm. in terms of quarterback rushing. So you put those two things together, you have what is a very special season, and he's doing exactly what Steve Young did back in 1994, I believe it was. So uh, I would tell you that with the way he's playing, the way their defense is, and how they're their defense is getting sacks. There's multiple players that have multiple sacks, not just one or two guys that you have to worry about. There's like 10 guys you got to worry about. And that's why I am oh, so high on them right now. Duo. Yeah. 
Boomer, they 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 the 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 their tackle play on the defensive side of the ball. Good lord! I mean, a one dude is three seventy or whatever. He, I mean, it is. They don't have a weakness. I hate saying that about a team in the salary cap era. They really don't. Uh, they're top five offense, top five defense, and top five in special teams. And you know you have a great coach. Uh, I want to ask you about the Jaguars. Only team in their division over five hundred. So which is it? Are they the best of a bad bunch, or are they actually quietly? coming along and becoming the team you and I thought they could be. Well, I think we're going to find out pretty uh, quickly this week against the San Francisco 49ers coming off of their bye, and they're going to be healthy, and they added Chase Young. So we're going to find out pretty quickly. This is a spot, and we'll talk about a little bit later in the in the uh, the show, of this is a Jacksonville test spot. Like, they, they got to win one of these tough games at home against a good defense, and we'll see if they could do that this week. But – for me, right now, I have them as the fourth-rated team in the league. And the reason I have them there is because I know that they're going to host the home playoff game. I know that you know um, yep. Trevor Lawrence is going to get better and better and better. Uh, they do have a pass rush due that actually is pretty damn good. And they are young. You know, like They're young, so I think they, they're most likely going to stay healthy. And they're only going to get better. And their schedule isn't all that difficult as we wind down uh, towards uh, you know the playoffs. So I, I think they're... A real good team, and I I think that they have a chance to to surprise some people in the playoffs. So let me give you the good before we go bad, because I'm going to have three or four that are just very upsetting to me, and I don't want to start the show this way. Um, I want to go with the good because Josh Dobbs, it's the best feel-good story in the league, but it was incredible. I mean, first of all, if you're Atlanta, what the hell? But Dobbs comes in there. He's been in the facility for 10 minutes. And he helps them win the game. I thought his comments after the game were great. I thought the embrace with O'Connell was awesome. But just how difficult is what Dobbs did? I mean, Boomer, if you can explain, how do you show up somewhere and 10 minutes later you're you're starting? Well, I think you have the basic tenets of the offense. He's smart. He's been – this is his fifth team since last December. So he's been around, and I'm sure, uh, you know, Kevin talked to him about certain different – things in the offense that he likes or would like. And then as the game was going on, I think they were talking in his headset about different things that, you know, they were thinking at that point. And, and Josh is a smart enough guy to figure it out. And he certainly did. You know, this is the same thing that Baker Mayfield did last year for the Rams. You know, when he got cut by the Panthers, he got on a plane, went out to the Rams and played in the game and they won. Uh, And I don't think, you know, Baker got a lot of credit for that game last week. Now the question is, Josh Josh Dobbs will start for the Vikings. Can he now take it to another level? And that will be the real question. I don't necessarily know that it's going to be uh, quite as easy as it was for him last week, but uh, nonetheless, one of the best stories of the season thus far. No. All right. So let's let's get some of the other issues. And and you don't, believe me, people, we'll get to the New York football both ways. There's so much to do there. But I, I want to bring this up. Look, this is a fan reaction. This is a sports radio reaction. I'm guilty as charged, and I, I plead for leniency in front of the court of Boomer here. But I can't help it watching Bryce Young in Carolina and watching C.J. Stroud. Stroud looks generational. He's had an unbelievable season. That game Sunday, 475 touchdowns. And then I watch Bryce, and I'm going, they got the wrong guy. I am, and Boomer, I just I can't help it. I know it's cliche. Oh, well, he's too short. Boomer, all three of the interceptions, his size played a role. He's so diminutive. He's so tiny. And you watch CJ, and you're going, this guy looks like a five-year pro. Is it fair to at least ask to, to ask the question, did Carolina get this wrong? It's 100% fair to ask that question. And – 
Uh, you know, I'm always about the bigger quarterbacks. I think uh, here at WFAN before the draft and when the trade was made, I figured that uh, the Carolina Panthers were going to take C.J. Stroud just because of the physical prowess of him. Uh, but the one yeah. thing that they were smitten by that I do know was the fact that they believe that Bryce is an all-in guy. Not that C.J. isn't, but Bryce is an all-in guy. He's a really bright guy. Uh, he was a proven winner at uh, Alabama. Of course, it comes with uh, the recommendation of Nick Saban that he plays bigger than he is. And I know last week it looked awful because the Colts are a huge team, by the way. And the Colts didn't even blitz him last week. Last week it was a lot of zone no. defense, get four guys around him and force him into a mistake. Interestingly enough, Mike, the week before, they beat the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud straight up, and he won that game. I, I know. I know, and 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 again, I I it, it's not the one. He's got one game this year with more than one touchdown pass. It, it's just watching enough of it as you do, as I do. It is C.J. Stroud's real, and Bryce has a long way to go. And the problem is, I'm like you. I get very nervous when you look just at him running out there. I don't know how I don't know how that's going to work long term. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm rooting for Frank Reich and I'm rooting for the organization because I don't hate Carolina. Like I, I, you know, it's not like they're the Eagles. But I'm sorry, this is that is big yikes to me early on. The only thing I will say, Mike, is this: physically, the maturity is on the side of C.J. Stroud without question. Uh, mentally, I think they're probably both equal. But I will say this: that Bryce Young will be a completely different player, as will C.J. Stroud when they come back next year when they are the unquestioned leaders of their team. And hopefully Carolina yeah. will build around Bryce Young and give him an opportunity to make it a little bit easier for him. I'm going to save the Giants for later in the show because it's going to get emotional, and I'm going to manifest something. Let's go right to the Jets because that's <laughs> had to have been a hot topic in New York. Robert Sala pleading the fifth. If you haven't seen the comment, he was asked straight up, is Zach Wilson going to be your starter? Can you take me through what the hell Sala was thinking with that remark? And, yeah. and where is this going? Yeah, I don't know if he was he was on ESPN Radio here in New York, and they asked him a direct question, you know, um, about Zach Wilson continuing to start for the Jets. He said, I plead the fifth. And then the next day he came back and he clarified, we're all on the same page. So, I obviously, somebody told him, you're playing Zach Wilson. Stop even giving the uh, anybody the – Idea Don't that we put were chum in the water. Right. Don't put chum in the water. And the chum is in the water here, and that's why everybody's jumping on this. And then, like I said, he he came back and he basically doubled down again on Zach Wilson. I don't think he has a choice. I think they're telling him he has to play him, and they don't feel good about either Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon right now to go back on the field and be any better. And they're trying to force feed Zach Wilson. Jet fans are getting frustrated because they know they have a good team, and once again, mm -hmm. their defense showed up and kept a top-end quarterback below 150 yards passing in a game and no touchdown passes. I mean, if you were going to tell me that the Jet defense was going to do what they have done to Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, uh, right. I, I, I would tell you that they would be undefeated by now. I mean, So here's we, my question. Then it's a boomer. I know this is insane, but I can't stop thinking it. Are, are we, I don't know. Are we a month away from starting to hear whispers that Aaron has gone to the franchise and said, I want to play, I'm ready to play? It, 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 like, am I insane for even allowing that thought in my head? If he ruptured his Achilles, like we all believe he did, and he had this speed bridge operation, there is no way in hell that he is stepping on the football <laughs> field. And you look at their last two games, their second-to-last game, I think, is against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. 
You're oh. going to put a guy out there that's just had Achilles surgery on that field against Miles Garrett and that defense? You got to no. be out of your mind if you do that. I think it'd be a disaster. I just, like I said, I think he's insane. I think the situation is going to hit a real boiling point. I had to ask. The Giants thing we're going to get to because there's so much to unpack there. And I have to manifest something into reality. I do have a question on the Cowboys as well. We'll get to it. We got to get to the picks. This is another challenging week. We'll talk about it. We get a little bit more certainty on the quarterback front. And then, Boomer, later on, we can get the power rank back in the mix, and we do get to talk Jags and Niners as our best of the best. So don't make a move. we got the whole board covered for you guys. We'll take care of business. Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the family, the entire family of Casamigos tequila. The Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos reminds you to please celebrate responsibly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, it's time for the picks. Full slate, premium game. We're going to get best of the best later on. Niners, Jags, but let's get to this board. Picks of the week. All right, I want to start out with two teams I really don't want any part of. The Colts, one-and-a-half-point favorites in Foxborough against the radioactive Patriots. Boomer? Well, I think what you just said, radioactive Patriots, it's not in Foxborough. It's actually in Germany. Oh, I apologize. Right. This is part two of the Frankfurt games, yes. these ridiculous things. Yeah, so I don't know which team is going to get there first, but I, there was some crazy stat about a team who arrived first in one of these international series. It was like 15-4 and four or something. I forget what it was. And Miami got there first last week but ended up losing. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts here. Uh, I think the, the Patriots are a mess. I think uh, whatever's going on up there in New England, J.C. Jackson's staying behind. They're not taking him, taking him with them to Frankfurt. And I think that the uh, Colts defense showed me something last week. Uh, Mac Jones has been all over the place this year. I don't like where the Patriots are. I actually told the Patriot fans up on WEEI in Boston this past week, it's time for Tankathon. Start looking at it and figure out who your next quarterback's going to be. Yeah, it's Colts for me. I just can't do it. Matt can't make the throws. I, 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 there's just so much going on there. I'll just take the Colts very tepidly. Saints laying two and a half in Minnesota. Against Josh Dobbs and the Vikings, the new starting quarterback. Uh, Saints defense uh, gave up some yards and some points last week. Didn't like that, but they still Your won man, Tyson Bajan. Yeah, but he turned into a pumpkin in the second half. Uh, there's no question about that. But you know, I'm just we'll keeping see. our streak alive and mentioning your boy. That's yeah, I know. All. I love what he's doing, and I'm happy for him, just like I'm happy for Tommy DeVito here in New York. But anyway, go back to the Saints and the Vikings. 
I do like the Saints in this game. I'll lay the two and a half points. Derek Carr has played much better the last couple weeks. Didn't have an explosive game last week, but I think this week, tight scoring game, though, I do believe. But I don't think Josh Dobbs will have enough to overcome the Saints and the two and a half points. Yeah, and Boomer, you and I have talked about I hate the Saints as a favorite, but I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. This is still Josh Dobbs. I don't believe they should be getting less than three, so I'll, I'll go Saints lay the two and a half. Bucks one and a half point favorites hosting the Titans. Okay, I'm glad to hear what Mike Vrabel did this week, and that was give the starting job to Will Levis. He's played in two games. He looks the part. He's got the big arm. Two different teams, the Titans. On the road, they're winless. At home, they're undefeated. I will take the Titans here, the home dog, and lay the one and a half to the Bucks. I just feel like with Todd Bowles' defense, there's more leakage in the run game than at any point that I remember. I think they'll be able to line up and run it. I, I don't like either of these teams. This would never be a game I'd bet in real life, but it would be a slight lean. I'll take the Titans here. I just can't get there with the Bucks. I can't. The calling card is supposed to be defense. It's supposed to be a more controlled deal. And at the, it's a bad defense. There's no other way to put it. All right, Ravens, lay in six, hosting the Browns. Man, I love this game, man. This reminds me of the old AFC Central that I played in where we all hated each other. And you're talking about two great defenses here. Miles Garrett, great defensive player. I was telling you about Baltimore. You talked about the interior of their defensive line. How many different guys has sacks in this game? I do not think Deshaun Watson can handle the Baltimore defense. There is no way. And I do think Lamar Jackson's on a, on a mission, and I think he's on on a mission to win an MVP, and he might very well do it. He's going to have his hands full this week, and you know this is a very very quick, uh, very sudden Browns defense. So I think low scoring, most questionably, I think Deshaun has a couple turnovers in this game. I will take the points, and I will take the Ravens. Yeah, like. Or get lay the points and take the Ravens. Uh, no, I, I understand. I got yeah. you. And look, normally in a divisional game, I'd lean to taking the six point. I can't get there. And I, I Boomer, I think you nailed it. I, I can't get there with Deshaun. And the Ravens, look, I think they're Super Bowl good. I'll lay the six here. I, I think they're begging you to take Cleveland. That number, and, and it's a lot like what I talked about last week, Ravens and Seattle. And you go, wow, I can get Seattle in six and a half. Yeah, and you can get a beaten too. Uh, Ravens lay the six. Bengals lay in six and a half. Another huge number hosting the Texans. You know, I think it was a huge game uh, for the Bengals versus the Bills last week. Um, I think it was a high point game for them. They've won four in a row. They're back in, in, in the fold. Uh, but I also like what C.J. Stroud has been doing, and I like what D'Amico Ryans has been doing with the Houston Texans. I'm gonna. I believe that the Bengals will win the game. It's not going to be that easy. I will lay the. I will take the points, and I will take the, the the Texans on the road at the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. I, I feel, this is kind of trappy to me. And again, Texans. Everyone's excited. I'm excited. Stroud's amazing. You're meeting the real McCoy this week. The Bengals are rounding into shape, and this is going to be Lou Anaromo versus a rookie. Yeah, I, I, I'll lay to six and a half. Hey, quick note. Yeah. Any interest in C.J. Stroud plus 15,000 to win MVP? Uh, if he got no. them to the playoffs, no. would there be any shot? I no? don't think so. No, I don't think so. Had to ask. Here's, okay. here's the other thing about this game. Look for Jamar Chase to have a huge game in this game. I don't think he played all that well or was that involved against the Bills. So I would think that this week they're going to be feeding Jamar Chase heavily yep. against this Texans secondary. And they need to stripe the jungle every week. 
I don't know who made that decision. That looked awesome on TV last week. That was amazing. Steelers laying three against radioactive two, the Packers. Yeah, I know. I, I know you don't like this game. Um, I do not. You see the veto in the show sheet. I, I see that. Uh, but I do like the Steelers, though. I think uh, the Steelers will give Jordan Love uh, a headache. Um, I He's think, terrible. Uh, and I think the Steelers' defense is you know, not as good as we thought it was going to be, but it's still pressurized, and it still forces teams into mistakes. I feel like I know you want to veto the game, and I'm going to let you veto the game, but I will take the Steelers, and I will lay the three points. I'll still be a gentleman about it. I'll still tell you I'd pick the Steelers. I just don't <laughs> want any part of this. Um, th- this game, right, the next one actually is really interesting to me. Cardinals laying one and a half. Against Atlanta, and Where guess who's back? Well, and guess who's back? Kyle I know Murray, your favorite quarterback. Right, Kyle Murray is back. You know, <laughs> you know, he may be playing for his existence in Arizona. Uh, get out of that first, you know, couple spots at the top there, and then uh, and Arizona can worry about other things to build around him. Now, I think that they're going to stay with him regardless because of the contract that he signed last year. So, okay. you know. <laughs> I think he's going to have a great game. I think he's going to run around. I think he's going to make plays against this uh, Atlanta defense. I'll take the Cardinals. And, uh, and you know, honestly, I think we're going to be talking about him next week and saying, oh, he's back and he looks great. And uh, the Cardinals are now going to get out of that first overall draft pick. Here, Here's the thing. All right. And, and I may be walking into something. A, I got a problem when a guy's been gone this long. That I'm going to bet him in week one. But this is it. This is his back against the walls it gets for Atlanta. Arthur Smith's under fire. I have no understanding what they were doing taking Bijan if you're not going to use him. Not getting it to Pitts. Not getting it to London. Uh, Arthur shaved the mustache. What the hell is going on in Atlanta? I just – I'm going to take Atlanta here. I don't think the Cardinals in the, should be favored over anyone. And Kyler, yeah, he might round himself into form. Boomer, you know how hard it is for a guy to come back from an injury. You, you The idea that he's going to walk in – this ain't a video <laughs> game, man. I'm going to take Atlanta here, and and, and maybe I just did something dumb. Uh, Lions laying three on the road. That's not even a road game. No one shows up at SoFi. But Lions at the Chargers, what do you got? Yeah, I think this is a great spot for the Lions. I really do. Um, You know, I I watching the Chargers against the Jet defense, man, I wasn't overly impressed. I thought that they were going to come in. I thought maybe a few more. You know, yards and touchdowns. Something. Something. They couldn't get anything done. Now, this is uh, Jared Goff. This is a real offense. This is Jameer Gibbs. I mean, this is a team, the Lions, that can move the ball up and down the field. So, watch the Chargers give up 30 here and, you know, and still cover the number, like 30 to 31, 31 to 30, something like that. So, I'm going to take the Chargers and the points, but I think the Lions win. Yeah, look, I, I always love team off a of bye week. Um, this is not a hostile environment. It's just there are no Charger fans. Lions fans travel. It's crazy. And locally, I'll tell you one thing we've been talking about, Boomer. This might be the healthiest the Lions have been all season. I love them in this spot. I don't like that the number hit three. Loved it a hell of a lot more at one and a half or two. But I'm going to go with the Lions. I, I, I think they're real. They may not be the Eagles. They may not be the Ravens. But they're a really good football team. And they run a pretty buttoned-up operation. I'm going to take the Lions here. Oh, boy. Here we've arrived at it. Cowboys laying 16-and-a-half to what used to be the New York Giants. Can you educate me on this, please? Sure. What's up, man? I just want to know. I want to know what to do here. I mean, I have no idea what to do here. These are (laughs) two division teams. I know the Cowboys beat them in week one 40 to nothing, and they hammered them. 
But the Cowboys yeah. are coming off a very emotional loss at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles last week. The Giants, <clears throat> they are a mess. I'll be the first to tell you that. I've watched them. This Tommy DeVito is going to be starting for them. Good for him. Good for his family. It's a great, you know, kind of thing like Tyson Bajan is out in Chicago. I, I don't know what to do with this. Well, in, okay, in real life, no, you would never touch this. You're not in the business of laying 16 and a half points, and the Giants are, no, you just can't, you cannot put your money on them. But we have to make picks. I'm telling you, if you go through the numbers, and I spent some time on this, the Cowboys, when they're a big favorite, actually really do perform. They beat up on bad teams. And all right, Tommy DeVito, it's heartwarming. God bless. <laughs> I would take the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are angry. I think they know they let that game get away last week. The clown car mistakes at the end. This is Jurassic Park when they lowered a yak into the Velociraptor pit. I mean, you got to take the Cowboys. Hey, Mike, I got to tell you, so I can see what's going to happen here. The Cowboys are going to be up 30-7. to Okay. (laughs) Here it comes. And the Giants are going to go right down the field with two minutes to go in the game. And they're going to get an, oh, by the way, touchdown to Darius Slayton. And it's going to be 30-14. to And guess who's going to cover the number? It's yeah, going to be G-Man. the Giants. Yeah, Tommy DeVito is going to be oh. coming down the field with that huge TD chain he wears. Yeah, oh. sure. Let's get after it. I mean, I'll I'll open myself up to it. I'll take the Cowboys. All right, I I'm vetoing this. I'm vetoing this one. I would. Okay. The Cowboys are going to win the game. If I had a knockout pool that I had to worry about, this would be the game that I would take for 100%. sure. Percent. Next game, you got to guide me. This is one I got nothing for you. Seahawks laying six, hosting the Commanders. What? I'll tell you what is right, man. How about the commanders, though? How about Sam that was Howell? Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Like I, I was yelling and screaming about Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell throwing the ball fifty times a game and not having answers. Where the quick game is, where we, you know, where we throw it when we're, you know, being blitzed and all that other stuff. But man, they are throwing him to the wolves, and I, I'll tell you, it's pretty smart because he seems to be handling it. He I is. mean, I'm. You know, I'm going to take the Seahawks here, though, because the Seahawks need this one. They need to win this one big. They need to have a really good game. They just got their asses handed to them by the Baltimore Ravens. Had to go back all the way in the plane, and that's the most miserable plane rides when you get your asses kicked like this. And I think I've told you many times that I hate playing or I hated playing teams that got beat like the way that the Seahawks got beat the week before, and then they're going to be in front of their home fans. I think they blow the commanders out. I'm with you. There's just a pride factor to it, a bounce back to it. The number's a little inflated, but, I mean, we we can't forget the commanders have traded some of their best players. So, yeah, g- give me Seattle at home, bounce back spot. It, it, it'll, it'll be a veto, but I would take Seattle. Jets getting a point and a half at the Raiders. You know what to do here. Yeah. You know what to do. I, I got to say, Gaden, I'm not taking Aiden O'Connell. No, you have to take I'll the take Jets. The Jets, I know. Nobody wants to bet them. Earth is on the Raiders. Every oh look, we're smoking cigars in the locker room. Party time! Woo! Great, good for you. Reality comes to town this week. This Jets defense is going to eat Aiden O'Connell alive, and the Raider defense is not good. Wilson will look better this week. Say it with me. We got to take the Jets. Well, we're both we taking to. it. We're going to both take the Jets. I don't know about Wilson looking better though. That's the problem. And well, uh, the Raiders. Listen, I mean, come on. The Raiders are what? Because they look good against Tommy DeVito. We got to have a little. All right, Wilson won't look good. He'll just look like less Wilson. terrible. I feel like he does. He'll look like He'll he look does. look less awful? I mean, it's it's really amazing when you think about some of the statistics that he has put up over the year, over the last three I years. It, it's, it's remarkable that he hasn't really had a really true breakout game. 
I'm not no. saying he's going to have one here, but I do think that the Jets will probably win this game probably like 10 to 7 or something. All right. Bills laying 7.5 hosting uh, the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos here. Yes. And I think the Broncos have gotten a lot better over the last couple weeks. They finally have figured out Sean Payton. Uh, They are back in the mix. I was saying that, you know, the AFC West is starting to, you know, get back into this whole thing here. And I think the Broncos are one of those teams. I'm going to take the points. Um, I think the Bills should win this game, but I think the Broncos will keep it close. I'm with you. And as a side note, listen, guys. It's, it's confirmation bias. What the Bills were is not what they are. The Bills are only even money to make the playoffs right now, so keep an eye on it. I will take the Broncos. I will take the 7.5. Boomer, tell them about Casamigos. You got it. So what goes great with football? It's Casamigos tequila for sure. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. So make sure you have plenty on hand for the Week 10 games, whether it be on Yeho, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila. They remind our friends out there, as you watch your NFL games, please celebrate responsibly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, so we're going to do this two ways. We're going to get to the best of the best, which is San Francisco and Jacksonville. And then we have to have a conversation about the New York football giants, and I'm going to manifest something. Uh, And then we'll get Boomer's power ranking. So with that, let's cover what we think is the best game of the week. Best of the best. This week's best of the best. San Francisco off a bye as three-point favorites in Duval. Boomer, where do we go with this game? Well, I think it really comes down to health, first and foremost, for the 49ers. And I haven't seen anything where anybody's going to be missing. I'm assuming that they're going to have Debo Samuel back uh, for this game. And I would think that it's been a long couple weeks for Brock Purdy. He's uh, They're in the middle of a three-game losing streak. They did trade for Chase Young, which I love. Uh, that they did because, you know, John uh, Lynch shows you again that he's got the pulse of his team and he knows exactly what to do and how to find somebody. So they bring in Chase Young this year. Last year, of course, it was Christian McCaffrey. And they their pass rush hasn't been as good as we all thought it was going to be. As a matter of fact, it's terrible. Yeah, especially against the Bengals. The Bengals blocked them up and ran the ball and threw the ball at will. And I think they really felt like they had to go out and get a difference maker. And I think the reputation that Chase had in Washington was that he was a little bit more of a freestyle player that was trying to get sacks as opposed to staying home for the run. I think he's going to be jazzed up being a part of this defense. I think he'll follow suit. I think he'll be coachable and he'll try to make a name for himself because he's going to want that big contract that Montez Sweat just signed with the Bears, which may have been the dumbest contract that I've seen in a long time, by the way. So I, 
That's what that, that's what I'm saying is like you could have signed him in the off season to that contract. Why would you give up second round capital? I mean, they paid him. I I think almost as much, if not more, than Miles uh, Garrett. Garrett. It's ridiculous. I, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. But then again, I, you tell yourself it's the Bears. This is what they. I don't understand it either. So I uh, to go back to this game though. But the San Francisco team, I think, is going to be locked and loaded. I think they could be ready to roll. And this is a really good test for. One, Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson to find out exactly just how good they really are. I do like San Francisco to win the game here. I think that they are uh, going to be one of the better teams in the NFC when it's all over, said and done, and their hiccup is now behind them. Eileen, listen, three points at home with a team that we believe is going to be a dangerous playoff team, a, a team that can win a playoff game. The Niners, everything you said is right. I mean, Chase Young is going to help them. Is he going to help them right now? And I still look at it, and this is the mistake I think a lot of people make. You know, like fans will scream about, well, you know, the coverage stinks or, or, or the pass rush isn't where – they're directly related. The reason the Niners' coverage and the, it doesn't look nearly as good is because they're not getting home up front. It works together. It's, it's, it has to be this symbiotic relationship. I don't know that you fix all that in one week. And with Jacksonville – I, I love them at home. I'm going to take the three points here. I, I, I don't know why I'm doing this because everything Boomer says is right. <laughs> but I just, you know I have my doubts about Purdy. I guess we're going to put some of that to the test. And I, I think the Jags are rounding into form here. So I, I'll go Jacksonville. You're going to lay the three? I am going to lay. I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers right, and lay we'll the three. We'll go opposites. But, but think about this. The last time, you know, we saw San Francisco win, that was the Dallas game when they smashed the Dallas Cowboys. They went on that three-game losing streak that started with that loss in Cleveland. That loss in Cleveland wouldn't be on their uh, on their record if a field goal kicker could just feel, kick a field goal. They should have won. Brock Purdy brought yeah. them down the field late in the game to win the game, and they misses the, the field goal. So uh, I would just say that this is a spot where I think the 49ers are rested. This is a reset spot, and Brock Purdy will have a big game here. Uh, they were they were averaging well over 30 points a game the first six games of the five games of the season. And then all of a sudden, these last three games, unfortunately, their offense fell off a little bit. And I think that's because of uh, the loss of Trent Brown and Debo Samuel. I think both players should be back for this game. All right, I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to bring up the Giants. And I'll stay away from the malpractice because it's a waste of time. I, I Dayball has done so much bad this year. I, I It's... Hey, here's an idea. I got a guy in a neck brace. Let's run the tush push. Mm. We'll leave that alone. But Daniel Jones, ACL, done for the year. The bigger questions are, all right, Boomer, Giants, A, you, you must. You must have an eye on draft status. You must find a way to be in this top five. If they end up in the top five of this draft, where we think there could be as many as three quarterbacks taken, Boomer, are they taking a QB? I think they, they have will to, be. Right? I, yeah, I think they will be. And as a matter of fact, Joe Shane and all of his scouts were out there at the Washington USC game. You know, they're looking at other players too, but I'm sure that they wanted to get an up close and personal look at both Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. So I think both of those guys are going to be top 10 picks without question. I still think Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick overall. Maybe the Giants end up trading for it if, in fact, Arizona still uh, holds on to it. But right now, as we speak, the Giants have the fourth overall pick. There'll be somebody there of significance. You know, could it be Quinn Ewers? Could it be Michael Penix? Could it be Drake May? I Drake don't think May. Drake May is going to be there because I think that the Chicago Bears, they have two draft picks right now, number two and number three. Remember, they do have the Carolina pick from last year's trade, so Carolina mm -hmm. could go get Bryce Young. 
So the Bears are not passing over Caleb Williams. I can tell you. As a matter of fact, if the Cardinals uh, hadn't given Kyler Murray the contract that they give him, uh, that they gave him, I think that they'd be tripping over themselves trying to get yep. the number one in the draft so they could draft Caleb Williams. That's how special this player is. How much do you think Jones? And and again, I'm obviously it will cost the Giants a lot of money to get out of this deal after next year. It's something like. I don't know, $40 million or whatever it is. You can't do it this year. Unless I was reading the cap table wrong, it would cost them like $68 million. So Jones will be here, but how much does this upset the plan that Shane and Dayball had? Because, Boomer, I don't think a rookie was ever a part of it. They, they thought they found their QB, and you know what's going to happen. They're going to draft a rookie. They're going to be bad. You know, how, how much does this change what the plans were? If Drake May and Caleb Williams are as good as everybody believes they, them to be, then you have to take them. You have to take them, and then you just got to deal with it and deal with all the losing that comes along with it in the beginning, kind of like what Carolina's going through right now. Houston, not so much because their quarterback has probably outplayed what everybody thought he was yeah. going to be. So I, I think that if you're the Giants, you want to excite your fan base. You can't bring back Daniel Jones if you have an opportunity to draft one of these two kids. I, both of these kids are going to be talked about incessantly over the next eight months until we get to that draft. So, look, the, the Giants have tried to do the right thing. Daniel Jones was a flatliner coming into this year. He was not playing great at all. Uh, people want to you know, make, give excuses, make, uh, you know, make excuses for him. At the end of the day, when you get paid that much money, you're getting paid to camouflage where all the weaknesses are, and I don't think he's capable of doing that, Mike, and that's just the honest truth. So, No, I, listen, there's no disagreement. This could end up being a blessing. I just think fans have to get their mindset right. Like, you, you can't go after – look, as much as I think Dayball's done a lousy job with certain things this year, you draft a rookie, you don't get to sit here and go, oh, well, Dayball's got to be fired. Like, you can't have this carousel. If you bottom out and you're taking a rookie, you're losing 10 games minimum so as long as giant and look i am a giants fan you got to understand what you're getting into here now i don't care who the rookie is and that, look, that brings me to the last piece and i don't put too much into it but i don't ignore it caleb is different than nine out of every decade you get one of these qbs one guy that comes in with this type of hype this type of rep a guy who could have left school a year even earlier and been number one it has been an incessant whisper his camp is going to raise holy hell if they don't like who's got that number one pick. Well, I hope is they there don't do any... that. I hope they Hold don't on, do that. Hold on, wait a minute. For my sake, for your friend Mikey, yes, you do. We need Caleb in New York. I need to manifest it. Bright <laughs> lights, big city, <laughs> L.A. to NYC. Come on, who the hell wants to go play for the Bears? Nobody. Come uh, on, buddy. You know, the for interesting me. thing is, is you are taking a page right out of Aaron Rodgers' book where you want to manifest this thing. I, you know, I hope it happens uh, for you because I'm getting tired of having to kind of talk you off the ledge every Sunday. Uh, They're but terrible. What I, do you want? I know, but here's the thing. Um, for the Giants right now, they are, they're, they're in a bad spot. And it's so bad that I believe, and we were talking about this on WFAN this week, that if they didn't have the number one spot, let's say the Arizona Cardinals do, and they are married to Kyler Murray for whatever reason, um, yep. I would make an offer to the Arizona Cardinals, much like the Carolina Panthers did to the Chicago Bears last year. Now, in order to go up from where the Bears were, I think they were, what, four or five, I think, last year? Sounds right, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere, I think they were a top ten. So they, they traded that number one pick. Another number one pick, which is this year's pick, which is a very valuable pick, obviously, 
two number twos and DJ Moore, a very good top end wide receiver. So if you were the Giants and you were sitting there, let's say at number four or number five, because you couldn't get past the Bears, the Carolina Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals, would you offer two number ones, two number twos, and Dexter Lawrence? You're asking me? Yep. Yeah, because this has got to stop. It's got to stop. And it, and again, it would it, it would come down to, and this isn't a cop-out. I'm being serious with you. It comes down to do your people have that kind of grade on Caleb Williams? Like, just because everyone likes a QB, it doesn't mean your franchise has to. But if you have this grade on him that he is Trevor Lawrence or he is Andrew Luck or he is, you know, name that once-in-a-decade guy, if that's who he is, you pay the freight. Because, and I'm sorry, being in New York, it's part of it. You can't continue doing this. Your fan base is not going to tolerate it. you got to have a quarterback. You either have one or you don't. And think about this for a second, Mike. If you are the Bears, let's say you're the Bears and you end up with Carolina's number one overall pick, you're going to take Caleb Williams. There's no question about that. The Giants are still going to be really like looking for Drake May then in that case, most likely. The Giants could offer the same thing to the Bears for the second overall pick if the Bears end up with their own pick being number two. And if they do that, and then we look at the Bears and we look what they did with Montez Sweat, and maybe they do add Dexter Lawrence, and then they add extra draft choices. Could you imagine that draft haul for the Bears over the last two years? Oh, it's it's It would be unbelievable. So there's a potential for the Bears to do the right thing here and use one of those picks as trade fodder for one of these other quarterbacks. So that's... Like, all of that is in the mix right now for all of these teams, and obviously we're not going to know until week 18 when it comes down to those final games as to who's going to end up with those top picks. But that's how valuable those first two picks are going to be for Drake May and Caleb Williams. All right, let's get to the final word. we got about 90 seconds. Final word, Eddie. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. Final word, about 90 seconds. I need your top three teams in football right now. I got the Ravens, Eagles, and Chiefs, and then I have the Jags and Bengals at uh, four and five. Easiest schedules left. Number two is the Saints. Number four is your Lions. And the hardest remaining schedule left, uh, the Bengals are number one and the Ravens are number two, of course, because they play in the AFC North and they're going to be seeing a lot of each other in that division. Yeah, and look, Ravens to me, number one for me, they're amazing. Um, Two notes, the Lions thing, what Boomer's saying, look, if they get by the Chargers, guys, there might be one game left on this schedule where they won't be favored in. Now, it doesn't mean you win them all, but the Lions could be an interesting story. Look, they may not be on the Eagles level, but they may end up with a better record because when when Boomer tells you it's this schedule, my goodness, it's pretty easy. It's not bad at all. Uh, and in the AFC, listen, Bengal. I mean, that division, Boomer, Oof. might be one of the best divisions I've seen in the last decade. It's amazing. So, I mean, the Bengals look. are Bengals are really backed themselves into a corner here. I mean, their schedule is ridiculous moving forward, Mike. It is, and they got to win every home game, and that starts this week against Houston. And we'll, we'll be there every step of the way. All right, thank you for listening. Tremendous job as always. Boomer, tremendous timing. We're back next <laughs> week to do it all over again. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.